listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. Hey, this is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Rainmaking Podcast. My goal in producing this show and bringing it to you is to give you content that helps you to get more business from your clients, to get better business, and to eventually get all the business from your clients. A good place to start is to assess your LinkedIn profile. Our guest today is Carol Kemmerer, who is a LinkedIn expert, and our topic title is LinkedIn During the Crisis, What's New? Carol is an internationally recognized executive branding expert, speaker, and author of the award-winning book, LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive. Carol creates powerful brand messaging for senior executives and their companies to increase their visibility, influence, and ability to steer their future. Carol is a member of the National Speakers Association, and she's certified as a virtual presenter by eSpeakers, and she presents on communicating personal brand and presence online. I hope you get some great ideas from today's show. Hey, this is Scott Love. Thanks for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Welcome to our show. Our guest today is Carol Kemmerer, and our topic is LinkedIn during the crisis. What's new? Carol, thanks for joining me on the show today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much, Scott. This is great. And I'm glad I got a chance to meet you. I think you've got some great expertise that is relevant, especially right now. The crisis, I think, has kind of pushed LinkedIn front and center, that people are taking it as a priority. But before we get into that, tell us about your background. How did you start in your career and how did you end up to the work that you're doing today? Well, it is quite a pivot, but there is a great strand. I've always worked with senior level professionals, but I was previously a marketing communications person. And I worked specifically in the high-tech medical device area. Mm -hmm. And when that position ended with an economic downturn, I pivoted to learn more about LinkedIn so I could find a new job. And while I was learning, I helped my friends who also lost their jobs because the company had outsourced the whole department. Mm. And it wasn't long until they started sending their friends to me for LinkedIn help. And I realized, oh, this is my new area of subject matter expertise. And this is my new pivot. So now I bring my marketing communications, branding brilliance to people rather than products. That's fantastic. That's great. I'm glad that it worked out there there for you, Carol. Me too. I'm having such a good time in this part of my career. And I like the fact that you understand the work of professionals, their need to connect. And what are some of the big mistakes that you're seeing right now related to what attorneys, senior executives, those involved in rainmaking, what mistakes are they making on LinkedIn right now? Well, the biggest mistake, of course, is pretending that it doesn't matter. (laughs) So, you know, if you're not taking LinkedIn seriously and you don't have a good profile, you're really missing the way people are using LinkedIn to vet the professionals that they decide to do business with. People love to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And if your profile is so bare bones that it doesn't have any of those factors, know, like, and trust, people aren't going to go elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a problem for people who are needing to attract their top clients and also top talent to work in the firms. Right. So tell me, what are some 
of the things that people should be focusing on in terms of their profile? What what are people missing out on if they don't have a well-developed profile on LinkedIn? Well, LinkedIn is a search engine. And so if you have very little text, you will never be found on a keyword search because your ranking is based on the number of times the keyword shows up and also your network. And so what that means is that the talent that your firm wants to hire will likely go elsewhere. Prospective clients will not find you or will find you and, you know, move on. (laughs) Board opportunities may not find you and the cases that are just right to you may not come your way. And opportunities for advancement, both within your firm and outside your firm, may not find you. I like how you said it's a search engine tool. Do you think most people just don't think of it like that? I think that people who have not been in job transition often don't think of it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, they just think, well, you know, my picture's there. They can find me. But people who have been through the pain of losing a job have had to learn (laughs) what LinkedIn is about. But LinkedIn is so much more than a job search tool. It is the way that people who are searching for doing business with professionals, it's the way they're looking, it's the way that they're vetting the talent that they might work with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're if you're not playing, you're not there. Right. So not just beyond the job search, right. not just in terms of client development, what are some other reasons why people should make sure they've got a robust profile on LinkedIn? Well, certainly the principles of the firm should have the best profile ever because when talent is looking to join a new firm or a company, mm-hmm. they look at the profiles of the top talent or the top top administrators, the top principals in the firm. And you want to make sure that you are absolutely authentic and transparent about what your principles are, your business principles, what drives you to love your business, because that purposefulness is the kind of thing that attracts talent to you. Hmm. And lacking it means that talent can, you know, pick and choose where they're going to go. And they will go with the firms that look the savviest. The other thing is, because LinkedIn is the business platform these days, if you're not doing a good job, you look out of date and nobody wants to do business with people that look out of date or out of touch. That's a good point. I can see a lot of partners in the legal world. They'll say, well, I've got my LinkedIn profile up. It just says I'm with such and such firm. I've been there for 12 years, my previous firm and where I went to law school and my undergrad. And that's it. But I think especially if a firm is looking to recruit associates, younger people, millennials, Besides get a haircut, stay off my lawn, you know, those are the people that (laughs) the younger ones, they're looking at those LinkedIn profiles and they're going to make a judgment about a firm based on what they see of the senior managers and the the partners of that firm. Is that that a a correct assumption, Carol? Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially younger people are driven by purpose. You know, when you look at studies, really people are attracted to purpose. Especially those who are younger are attracted more by purpose than necessarily by salary. Mm. They're looking for 
people whose principles align. They're looking for organizations whose brands align. They're looking for meaning in their work. And so it really makes sense for everybody in the firm, especially all of the senior level partners, to just have spectacular LinkedIn profiles that really talk about why it is they love what they do. Right, right. Um, that, that notion built in the no like, and trust factor. It builds in the purpose factor, all of those things. I think that's, those are some good ideas. So what do you think is new on LinkedIn with our current pandemic and also the jobs crisis? What are some of the new things we should be looking at on LinkedIn? Okay. Well, LinkedIn has recently rolled out just a raft of things. And I think, you know, they are concerned about this, this uh, COVID time and people lo- losing their jobs. And so one of the things that they did is they rolled out what's called a photo frame. It's a little tag that goes on your LinkedIn photo and it says, hashtag open to work. Now, the reason I'm telling you about this is it is new, but it's not a good idea for probably most of the people listening. So it's a good idea if you are fresh out of school or you're you've just passed the bar or you know you're very new in your career and you're like a whole bunch of people and you know you want to be hired fast right. but it will not do for anyone who's mid to upper level in their career people look at it the executive recruiters look at it as oh my gosh this person is clueless if you've right. got that photo frame so you know i just want to mention it because you will see it a lot right now a lot of people are using it but just because a lot of people are using it doesn't mean that it's a good idea for you understand where you are in your career path and then make that decision so there are some other new things that are brand enhancing. And the mm-hmm. first one that I just love is the little speaker icon that appears right by the person's name. And um, if you were to click on the speaker icon on my profile, for instance, because mm-hmm. I have a difficult to say or to you know guess how to say name. And you click there and it will say Carol Kemmerer. Carol Kemmerer. Is it your voice or the machine's voice? It's my voice. And the way that you get that is through the phone app on LinkedIn. That's the only way that you can record. But once you've recorded, it will appear on any device for other people to listen. So if you have a name that is difficult to guess how to pronounce, that is just a wonderful thing because people love to have their name pronounced correctly. Mm-hmm. All right. So another feature is called the featured section. And the featured section is a very visual section. And you can load up all kinds of things. You can load up photos. You can load up video. You can load up logos and actual is that, posts. Is that new? Is that featured it, section new? Well, it is not brand new. It came in uh, in 2019, but a lot of people still are not using it. So I'm mentioning it now because it is such a brand building section. Interesting. Wow. I'm seeing it right there on my phone and also on the web, right there on the browser. Good, good. Are you looking at my profile? 
I had yours up earlier. Let me go back okay. there, Carol. Okay. Well, I mean, I've never even seen this before, and it's been there for a while, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I think that is interesting is in the last month or two, they have expanded the character count on the headline and the about section. And this is a good thing if you wanted to say some things in your headline that you didn't have enough room to say without abbreviating. Right. But really, I want to make sure that people don't go overboard. My concept is you want to say something in threes, you know, three things you want to be known for. You don't want to put a whole bunch of things with slashes in between and have five or six things because people remember three. If you, you know, put more than three things, you look not well-rounded, you look unfocused. And when you are unfocused, we're not interested in doing business with you. So, you know, the fact that they've got 220 characters instead of 120 characters for your headline is of marginal benefit, but could work. Let's see. The about section has essentially grown from three paragraphs to four. Now they last allow uh, 2,600 characters. Mm -hmm. And that's a nice thing because when we write about ourselves authentically, the about section is the section that we are, you know, essentially telling our business story. Right. That's where our key words will just pop out of our mouths without our even thinking about it because we're writing about what we love. Because LinkedIn is a search engine, it will find your keywords there. And Let me ask you this, Carol, yeah. kind of philosophically about that, about section. Should that be written in third person as if somebody else is writing about you in first person where you're writing about yourself? Oh, absolutely. My concept is, and and this is validated by many, many people who work in the LinkedIn help area, (laughs) right in the first person, because we're trying to establish an emotional connection between the reader and the person who's about section they're reading. Interesting. And so, you know, it goes against the grain often to see I, I, I. And so, you know, you could certainly start the paragraph or the sentence with a clause before you get to the I, but it really, really should be in the written and the first person, because what we're trying to do in this section is share how we lead, what our principles are, you know, in, a, in the case of attorneys, what is their area of expertise and why did they choose it? What do they love to do what they're doing? That's great. So, Those are great ideas, yeah. Carol. Are there hyperlinks you can put in the about section? So I'm not sure that that hyperlinks. In May, there is another section that you could put your website in. It's um, your contact information. And the other thing that I always recommend is that the about section end with contact colon and then your email. I think that that's really important because if you're not connected to the person, but you've just found their profile and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the person that I want to work with, make it easy for people to contact. They may or may not be comfortable with all that connecting to find out how to get to your email, et cetera. And people can't see your email unless they're connected to you. Right. So if you put your email in your about section, that is a best practice. I remember you told me 
that I needed to change my photo because the only way you could see my photo is if we're connected and not connected. And some people right. I talk to, they don't want to be connected with headhunters. They don't want people to know that they're taking calls. So a lot of people I talk to, I don't even connect with them. How would, and I did that. How would somebody be able to check and see that they can make their photo available to be seen to everybody? Okay. So that is a setting, but it's not one of the, the privacy settings. It's under edit your public profile, which is on the right side of your profile. And you would scroll down and make sure that every section of your profile is available to be seen by everyone not just people to whom you're connected. That's right. That's great. So assuming that somebody has a great LinkedIn profile, you're all set, right? What's next? Oh, you know, it's just the beginning. (laughs) So um, (laughs) one of the things that you want to do is engage on the LinkedIn platform. It is a very powerful way to nurture your most important business relationships And, you know, there are many, many things that we can do on LinkedIn to show other people that we're really paying attention to them and they can be very efficiently done. So it doesn't take a lot of your day, keeps you active and top of mind. And the other thing that I have found is I have found colleagues that are just dear colleagues to me all around the world because of my activity on LinkedIn. And, you know, between LinkedIn and the ability to uh, talk to people on Zoom, wherever they are, it's been very interesting to find people of like mind in other places. So do you think people should, uh, those listening, if they want to raise their profile, not just necessarily LinkedIn profile, but business profile, how frequent should they post? Should they write articles and publish them every week? Should they take other articles they've read and post them on LinkedIn? How often should they do that, do you think? Well, I think it depends on what your goals are. You know, if you are the person in your firm who is trying to bring in business, the rainmaker, you should be posting really often because you are posting not only for you, but for your firm. You know, it's like, okay, this is brand stuff. You know, post your articles, I would say every day if that was your role. Mm -hmm. If you are, you know, not looking for new clients because somebody else in your firm is responsible for that, (laughs) at least keep track of your colleagues, the people that you went to law school with, the people who were at your last firm, the people that you really loved and are sorry not to see daily. Just when they when they come up in your notification section because they've posted something, respond, not just with a little like, which is so throwaway, right. but a comment that says, oh, Scott, I'm so excited to see you here in my homepage feed. <laughs> you know, right, right. congratulations for this or that. So it really depends. But the concept is don't do a whole lot and then nothing at all. Have a pattern that makes sense to you, mm-hmm. that, that you can keep up and be consistent with. This is great, Carol. So what? why would an attorney or some other senior level executive or BD person, why would they hire someone like you or hire you to work with them on their LinkedIn profile? What would be the advantages for that? Well, people at that level need a really, really well-polished LinkedIn profile, because 
essentially they're competing with other people at that level who have also invested in making their LinkedIn profile stellar. Mm-hmm. And as, as a maximizer, that's one of the things that I do. With my marketing communications expertise, writing is what I've always done. Branding comes second nature to me, making sure that we have a profile that absolutely is memorable because it stresses three things you want to be known for over and over in a, right. in a not repetitive, but but consistent way throughout your profile. So I have worked with senior level professionals for my entire career. And then since 2013, my practice has been built on working with senior level professionals to maximize their profile on LinkedIn so that their presence online is absolutely consistent with your executive presence. That's great. And that's important. And I, and I think you've got the right touch with this, Carol. What are some resources that you'd recommend for people who want to know more about elevating their presence on LinkedIn? Okay. Well, my book, LinkedIn mm-hmm. for the Savvy Executive, Promote great. Your Brand with Authenticity, Tact, and Power. Great. And we'll um, put that link on the show notes for everybody listening. Yes, yes. That is available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com and any other online booksellers. It's it's available throughout the world, actually. And it is a strategy book. It's it's like the strategies that I've been sharing with you today. It's not all filled with screenshots and stuff. So that even if I am the person that works with you on your profile, you will still find value because the book even shares how you can find articles that would be appropriate to share, how you can use LinkedIn effectively online, you know, to nurture your your ideal contacts and your most important business relationships. That's great. And tell us about some of the other things that you do or offer that you'd like for our listeners to know if they wanted to reach out to you directly. And we'll put all your contact information on the show notes, like I mentioned. Super. So one of the things that I do is speak to firms, to everyone that that wants to hear within the firm that the firm would like to have attend a meeting. I can, I can speak. I could do a workshop. I am a member of the National Speakers Association, and I'm certified by eSpeakers as a virtual presenter. So that works well. That's great. And I also work individually, one-on-one with senior level professionals on honing their brand and putting it effectively online on LinkedIn. And you know, those are really two areas that I think your audience would be interested in. And then The other thing is that if they will connect with me on LinkedIn, they can ask for my LinkedIn blueprint if they mention your podcast and I send that to them. I write every month an, an article about LinkedIn to help make sure that people are keeping up with new features and understanding new aspects. And then also I write a little lesson every Monday and post on, on LinkedIn. So it's, it's a very painless way to, uh, to learn about LinkedIn. That's great. And Carol, let's kind of summarize with three action steps. What are three action steps you think our listeners should follow to kind of get started on some of these ideas that you mentioned? Okay. Well, 
I think that they should think really deeply about what are the three things they want to be known for, because that can help them identify what their profile should emphasize. Mm-hmm. Then number two, work those three things into your about section and your headline. And number three, they should review their skills section to make sure the three skills that are now showing are congruent with the three things they want to be known for. That's great. So this is, this is kind of the way that I shape a profile so that people are making sure that that they are communicating the right message, the message that they want you to receive. You know, I, I want to be known for these things. I like, I like that. I like how you keep it simple. Think about the three things you want to be known for, write them down, work those into your LinkedIn headline and about section, and then review the skills section. This is brilliant. I love the simplicity of it and how it's very effective, Carol. Yes, yes. So it's really fun. And then my bonus is, is that if they will connect with me on LinkedIn and mention your podcast, I will be happy to send them my LinkedIn blueprint, which is kind of a step-by-step, you know, what do we do first? What do we do next? Et cetera. This is so great. those, those people that would like to try do it yourself, that's available to them. Well, thank you, Carol. Thanks for being a great guest today, for sharing some good action steps for us. And I hope to have you back on here in the future. Thanks so much for being here. Excellent. Thank you so much, Scott. What a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.